Hello, I'm really excited about this topic today. We're up to episode number 90, and this one is all about how to know when it is your intuition guiding you. How can we tell our intuitive voice over that busy mind chatter that most of us experience? Now, this topic came up because one of the awesome Here to Thrive listeners emailed me and asked me this directly, and she's not the first person to have asked this question. It's something that I see comes up regularly, and many of us wonder, can I truly trust my gut? Was that my intuition calling, or am I making it up? And I want to give you four specific pointers to help you decipher whether you're in touch with your intuitive voice or your busy brain. After those four pointers, I have a couple of extra points that I think are important to note when it comes to intuition and living your life, trusting your gut and being guided by your inner knowing. There's kind of like some small print. So stay tuned at the end of the podcast for my two kind of side point notes around intuition. Welcome to Here to Thrive. I'm your host, Kate Snowwise. This is a podcast for people who are ready to step up and live a happier life. It's for those of us who are dedicated to understanding ourselves and getting the best that we can out of this thing called life. It's a mix of psychology and modern spiritual thought, always with a focus on practical advice so that you can take it back and apply it to your own life. I don't believe we're here to merely survive. I truly believe we're here to thrive. So let's get going. Before we launch in to talk all about trusting our own intuitive guidance and connecting with ourselves, I want to talk a little bit more about my group program, which is just about to launch called Channel Your Chill. Super, super excited about this one. I'm sure you can tell by my voice. You'd be getting used to my voice by now, I'm sure. I can tell when I'm genuinely excited. Not very good at faking things. But for real, this Channel Your Chill program I have designed purely because so many of you mentioned that you feel like you never have time, you often feel like you're on the back foot, and you really don't know how to nurture yourself and nurture your spirit. This isn't a course about sitting on top of a meditation cushion and being an everyday Buddha. Be nice. It's way more about practical and applicable wisdom rooted in psychology that merges with my own unique style to bring you something that I know will stay with you in the long term. If you want to get a better grip of your self-care, you want to learn how to connect and nurture yourself more, Channel Your Chill is for you. Check it out channelyourchill.com or thrive.how you will see the links it's a small group program so places are limited go and have a look but for now let's talk about how you can know when you have tuned in to your intuitive guidance the first point I wanted to make around intuition is that you have to 
feel it. You cannot think your way to intuitive guidance. You have to feel it. A quote that really has resonated with me over the years is one by Abraham Hicks, and I feel like it brings this point home. And it is, if something feels off, it is. Can you remember back in your own experience to a time where something just didn't feel right and you knew it deep down, but perhaps you did nothing about it, perhaps you did act? I know that I have had situations in my past where I knew things were off and I didn't really want to listen, truth be told. And sure enough, if I had listened to my inner guidance system, it wasn't setting me astray. It was giving me the right feelings. I think we perceive so much more than we realize. We pick up vibes and feelings so much more than we know. And that science has been able to prove to date. You have to trust your feelings. You have to trust your vibes. And you cannot think your way to intuition. If you're thinking too hard, it's not your intuition, that is your logic. And logic isn't a bad thing, you just have to realize that it is a different system that is working for you. Your logic is coming from your mind, your intuition comes from your feeling system, your heart if you want to say. And I truly believe that intuition needs to bypass thought. Now, how those intuitive feelings come up for you, I don't think there is any one right way here. I'm going to tell you about how I feel my intuitive guidance, but it's going to be different for you. So I really encourage you to tune in and I'm going to give you some tips on how to do that in a second. But for me, I have learned that when my intuition is trying to get my attention if I'm looking at an opportunity, for example, in my business, when I know it is right is when I get super excited. When there is no sense of Ugh, in my body, I can sometimes actually get really giddy, a little bit childish. I can get incredibly emotionally aroused. And sometimes I literally will have to go outside, take a deep breath and shake it out for a little bit. It's like so much energy is coursing through me. If you've been listening to the podcast for quite a while, I feel like when I'm incredibly connected with someone, when I'm connecting at that soul space or really resonating with someone's message, that I often get tingles all over my body. I find this also happens in my sessions with coaching clients where we've really hit an aha kind of moment I will often feel that strange tingling sensation. All of that to me, I now recognize as my intuition saying yes through physical feelings. Now, there can be the green light intuition like that, but then there's also the warning light intuition, the yellow or the red light. And that shows up for me often as a bit of a shitty mood that can linger for quite a while. It's like energy is stagnant in me. I often just feel, eh. I would describe it kind of as feeling dull or flatlined. And that is often a warning light signal to me. Something is off. I need to pay attention to something. I may not have been nurturing myself or have been checking in with my guidance system 
frequently enough to get the messages I need to get. I'm out of whack in some way. So that is how my warning light intuition shows up. So thinking about it being more of a feeling rather than thinking experience, how do we bypass the thought? How do we tap into that feeling system that we all have? And I guarantee we all have this. Honestly, I used to be the woman who said I didn't have an intuitive bone in my body. That was my quote. I don't have an intuitive bone in my body. And oh my my, it was such a lie. I had just forgotten that I had the ability to tune into the system. And we'll talk about it a little bit later. I had forgotten to trust myself. But how do we connect? I want to share three little things that I do that really work for me. Again, I want you to trust your gut on what will work for you. But I do want to say that intuition cannot break through a busy mind full of thoughts. And so many of us and the crazy lives we live these days, we are perpetually stuck in this doing state of busyness that is reflected in our minds as well. Intuition speaks in whispers and you need to get still and quiet to be able to tune in to those whispers. So I want you to remember that stillness and quiet, I believe are prerequisites for truly tuning into your intuitive or your soul system. I often hear coaches and things say that creative people need that meditation time or that quiet time if they're truly going to live up to their potential. And I believe that. I believe that as creative beings, we need peace and quiet in order to hear our inner wisdom. So I would encourage you to do that. What does getting quiet look like for you? Does it mean perhaps going for a walk without a podcast? Oh my gosh, I'm telling you to turn it off. Can you believe it? I would encourage you to do that. Take a mindful walk. And by mindful, I mean try not to get stuck in your thoughts, but focus your energy in the environment. Look at the leaves. Focus on your breath. Train your brain to start calming down so that those little whispers can come through. You know I'm a fan of meditation. Meditate if you can. And if meditation doesn't feel good for you, Maybe listen to a soft, soothing piece of music that doesn't have any words. And a short piece, start with something easy. That helps me slow down my nervous system, take my energy from looking outside of me and turns it inward. And that is when I can hear my inner voice. Because when we are focused on the outside world, we can't hear the voice within. So we have to turn off the noise of the outside world to really tune into this voice. My final thing that I like to do is I like to free write. After I've got into that space of a clearer, it doesn't need to be perfect here, a clearer and calmer mind, I will grab a pen and free write or soul write and see what comes out. Another really great way to do this is to grab journal prompts. I have free ones on my website. If you have not got these yet, head over and get them. Thrive.how forward slash free. And I have 21 journal prompts for self-discovery. And they will help you connect with yourself. 
learn about yourself and tap into your inner knowing. There's plenty of instructions there, but those are three great ways to bypass your thinking system and move into your feeling knowledge. So point number one, you have to feel it. You cannot think your way to intuition. Point number two, and this is kind of like a good check-in. If you're feeling iffy, if you're unsure whether the decision you're thinking about is the right one, then ask yourself this question. Would my future self be proud of me? Now, your future self is a concept that you may not be familiar with. The idea is if you were to jump ahead in the future, hypothetically, you had a time machine and you could tune in to yourself 20 years from now. What would that version of you have to say about your current situation? And what would they think about the choices you're facing right now? You may find that when you ask yourself that question, it immediately feels clearer, which is the right path to take. But if you still want to dive deeper, write yourself a letter from your future self. Grab a piece of paper and head it up. Dear Kate, obviously use your own name, and let the wisdom flow. Finally sign it off from future Kate. If you're kind of stuck at a crossroads and you're not sure which way to turn, you can write two letters from your future self to both of these different scenarios. Now, the reason I love this question so much, would your future self be proud of you, is because it gets into your inner knowing. Because so many of our decisions in the day-to-day are about seeking approval from someone else. They are about looking outside of ourselves for approval. And that is the quickest way to shut down your inner knowing and intuition. I've been there, I know it. So this question isn't, would my husband be proud of me? Would my parents approve? The question is, would you approve of yourself if you made this decision? That is your intuition. The other thing I would say is some personalities can tend to be a little bit impulsive. And we probably all know someone who would claim it's intuition when it may just be their impulsivity. They're not really thinking about anything or tuning into guidance. They're jumping at the first opportunity they see without too much checking in. If you're one of these people that's a little bit prone to impulsivity, no judgment here, I would encourage you to do this exercise because it will hopefully slow you down just a touch to contemplate and to check in with that guidance system that you have. I love that quote and it's one that really reminds me of this point. And all these quotes, by the way, there's too much information in this one. I'm going to do a show notes online so that you can pin this post should you need to refer back to it, should you want some quotes to remind you of what we're discussing here. Head over to my website, thrive.how forward slash podcast 90. You will find everything there. But the thought that really resonates for me around this second point is do one thing today that your future self would thank you for. The decision you're facing, the intuitive guidance you're tuning into, would your future self thank you for taking action? A third tip for you, when you're trying to decipher whether or not it's intuitive guidance you're tapping into, 
If you have a thought that won't leave you alone, don't ignore it. If something keeps coming back, it's doing so for a reason. Next quote, Michael Jordan, thanks for this one. If you can't stop thinking about it, don't stop working on it. If you can't stop thinking about it, don't stop working on it. Caveat on this one, I don't mean if you broke up with someone six months ago and they're still on your mind, that that is some form of intuitive hit. Honestly, I feel like the place where people get most confused around this kind of stuff is often around heartbreak. Give yourself space from a decision if you're unsure. It might just be a busy brain and ruminating thoughts. And that's the whole idea with space. For example, if you have the nudge to go back to school and you park it, ignore it, and then two years later that same nudge and desire comes up, that's likely your intuition rearing up again and giving you those little nudges in the direction that you truly crave to go. So if there is a dream that you can't stop thinking about, don't stop working on taking yourself closer towards that. I will say here, and this is a point that goes for all of these thoughts, I don't believe in living your life with reckless abandon. So when we talk about impulsivity, I don't believe that our intuition very often requires us to do crazy things. Well, mine certainly doesn't. Yours might. (laughs) But when I say, you know, working towards it, be creative. Often our ego self wants to immediately shut down our dreams and our intuition with, I can't do that because. I hear you. I get it. But be creative. If you have a dream, could you start a side hustle? It doesn't have to be one or other. We can live in the gray zone. We can pursue multiple things at once. So don't let your ego immediately come down with a bunch of reasons why not. Challenge that. Come up with creative solutions to just how you might be able to make something work. My fourth tip for deciphering whether or not you are truly tuned into your intuition is to look out for soul winks. Now, what do I mean by soul winks? This actually came up in a podcast I recorded earlier this week with the amazing Paige Davis, which I'm releasing next week. She's written an awesome book about her mindful journey through breast cancer. It's called Here We Grow, and it is a gorgeous read. And in our conversation, we spoke about those soul winks she was getting, those little winks from the universe that kept her feeling reassured and grounded on her journey. Now, as I mentioned earlier, there isn't a universal language for intuitive guidance. And I firmly believe you see what will resonate with you and you will pick up the messages that are in your soul language. One of the most common ones out there in the metaphysical circles right now has been the idea of angel numbers and how angels will use numbers to communicate with us. And if you see repeating number patterns, that you can take that as a nudge or a message from your spirit guides or angels. When I started reconnecting with my spirit, with my intuition, with my soul self, 
seeing the number 1111 was a big sign for me that reassured me and still does to this day and kept me feeling grounded when I was starting to feel kind of heady, when I was starting to get stuck in my head and ruminating in my thoughts and all busy brained. Every now and then I would see that number and be like, I can exhale. I am on the right path. I also think of my dad every time I see a butterfly. I have chosen to believe that when I do see a butterfly, it's a little nudge from him and a whisper from the other side. That's my interpretation of that event. And I feel like it's kind of like a deal that I brokered with the universe. Obviously, that might sound like a bunch of woo-woo to you. But what I guess I'm trying to get through here is you decide what messages you take from the world around you. What is crucial here is you have to trust yourself. So if you think that a butterfly is reflective of someone that you loved and lost, don't second guess that. Trust. That is your interpretation of that message. As soon as we start doubting our intuition, as soon as we start analyzing our intuition, we kill it. Speaking of the whole connecting or getting a little whisper from the other side, if that's something you'd love to hear me talk about a little bit more, you can go back to episode number nine, right back at the start with the amazing Emma Milden, who has written the Soul Searchers Handbook. And we connected about how we've both kind of felt messages from the parents that we have lost. So if you want to hear a little bit more about that, that was a really fun conversation. Still to this day, one of my favorites, Emma will be coming back on the podcast very soon. But in her book, The Soul Searcher's Handbook, she also talks about angel numbers and things like that. So keep an eye out for those little soul winks, those little messages in the universe. And if you think you see one, trust it. Don't overanalyze it, all right? Crucial. So the four points to help you decipher whether or not you are tuning into your intuitive guidance. In quick summary, you have to feel it, not think it. Ask yourself if your future self would be proud of the decision you are contemplating. If a thought doesn't leave you alone, don't ignore it and keep an eye out for messages from the universe, for soul winks and trust them if you think you see them. Now the small print points I was talking about, it's really important to recognize that intuition is a muscle that can be strengthened. The more you pay attention to the whispers, The more you get quiet and you foster that listening, the more you will notice, the more confident you will become, and the more it will feel natural. Now, my friend Ellie Katz, she has also been on the podcast, she's hot mess to mindful mum, recently created an intuition journal that you can download. This was how she started to notice the little tiny nudges throughout her day and learn to really trust them. So she only released it this week. Couldn't have been better timing. I will link to that in the show notes. So the small print point, it's a muscle that will be strengthened over time the more you flex it. The second small print point, be honest with yourself. Do you want to listen to your intuition? Because 
often our intuition requires us to make changes that are not easy, at least in the short term. I am a huge believer that your intuition is like an internal GPS system that is always trying to take you on the fastest possible route to your version of fulfillment. I believe it is always pointing towards your happiness. But that doesn't promise that the path will be easy. It only promises that it will be worth it. With my years of coaching, I have only had two people not complete my coaching program with them. And truth be told, they weren't willing to do what their intuition was telling them to do. They didn't want to face what they knew to be true. And until you're willing to face it, you're not going to make the changes and you have to stay disconnected from your intuition and you have to stay in denial. So small print, if you want to tune into your intuition, you have to be willing to follow through and do the hard things. A little note that I sent out in my mail out this week, our intuition often requires us to be courageous It often requires us to go off the beaten path. And like I said, it doesn't mean you have to have reckless abandon. And I don't advocate for that in any way, shape or form. But when you are connected to your authentic self, the part of you that is deep and true and is not worried about what everybody else thinks, sometimes you have to step out. But I would encourage you, oh my gosh, to follow what feels joyful for you. Follow what lights you up on the inside because your intuition will seek to pull you towards what feels joyful. It doesn't motivate you through fear. It doesn't motivate you through staring the living life out of you. It wants to pull you towards what feels like sunlight. Fear is the language of the mind, in my opinion. And joy is the language of the soul. So turn towards the sunshine. That is where your intuition is trying to pull you. Does it feel good? Does it feel like sunshine? I hope some of those thoughts helped you think a little more deeply about what your intuitive voice sounds like. And please use those resources I mentioned To get the journal prompts, head to thrive.how forward slash free and you can find Ali's intuitive journal at her website hotmesstomindfulmom.com. Channel your chill. Check that out too. I'm all about deepening our connection, nurturing our spirits and ourselves and learning how to be our best support. So channel your chill is a program that will help you do that. I just want to say a big shout out. This podcast just keeps getting more and more momentum and it's epic and I am so excited to know that it is touching your lives. It makes my heart swell. Your kind words, your reviews, they mean so much to me. That is truly how more and more of you are finding it. So please, if you've got a moment, a review in iTunes means so very much to me. And tell a friend, share this podcast. So many of you are saying that is how you found it. And oh, the power of a recommendation. I know that's what I want to listen to. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I will keep showing up. Next week, we have Paige Davis. 
talking about her really soulful and mindful journey through the most difficult period of her life facing cancer in her late 30s. She has a lot of beautiful lessons that she shares in her book and we're talking through a lot of it next week. It's a great conversation so subscribe now if you haven't already so that you don't lose Here to Thrive in your little feed and I will be back next week with that conversation. In the meantime, keep thriving, keep trucking and keep smiling.